We have returned for another week of the Sports Thought Process show. We are in the house. Uh, you in the house. Hey. Yeah, man. I, I, I just got to let you jump right into it, man. I come on here and when there's low news, I have low excitement. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What's up, Moses? What up? Good evening. Yeah. Glad everyone could be back for another week of sports talk. Because we're going to share our sports thoughts in the process. Um, so, you know, we got, um, there was a, the hot topic, you know, we just going to get into the, the hot, one of the hottest topics right now. And that's this, you know, college basketball, Brandon Miller situation. And for those of you that have been under rock, Brandon Miller is from the local area, Nashville, Tennessee, um, and is a star down in Alabama. And, uh, I think it was about a couple of months ago. It was a couple of guys that uh, were charged with killing a single mother. And it has recently come out that Brandon Miller brought the gun to the scene, to one of the guys. Uh, And this has caused, you know, a whole big uproar. Um, My problem with this whole situation is, you know, again, the, the cancel fake outrage culture, you know, they pick and choose, you know, when you know, they want stuff to apply. If the police have said they have nothing to charge him on, what do you want them to do? You know, can you maybe argue that the university maybe should extend some type of punishment? I would entertain that argument, you know, because that's, you know, fair. But I don't understand what these people want. He's still gonna be in the draft. He's still gonna go on to the NBA, and we hope that you know, and hopefully this can all be passed. Him, but I just, you know, this to me just falls into this fake outrage, cancel culture, you know, whole thing. And like I said, you know, I tweeted out and saying that somebody, you know, that is gets the awareness that he gets. I think that he definitely does need to be a lot smarter in in how he carries himself and a lot more responsible. And like I said, I think that's a fair argument. Um, but all these people that are expecting the police to do something when they've said, based on the Alabama laws, they don't have anything to charge him on. What do you want? I don't know. What you all got? How, how do you all feel about this situation? Oh, what the gun I need to be visible. Gosh, facial expressions will be enough for me. So, I don't know if people want the police to do anything. I think most of the outrage is that they feel like the university should set them down. And I don't agree with that at all, because if you look at the facts of the story, it was not his gun. He was... He took this teammate or dropped the teammate off left and then he didn't you know he didn't want to go in the club because the line was too long so teammate called him back to pick him up or whatever he didn't know the gun was in the car like it's not his gun so i mean he had he wasn't at the scene you know i don't know what you can really hold him you know it's not a good look is the only thing that i would say yeah, but he's not convicted of anything so let them let them play. I mean, I just I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a sad situation, you know. 
but he didn't necessarily do anything. He didn't know that the teammate was going to do what he did. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, so. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure this man, man, I mean, I know the kid had some interaction with the kid person. I'm sure this kid is messed up that he was involved in that in any part, in any way. I'm sure he's very messed up about that. May haunt him for the rest of his life, to be real. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, like, I, I, I agree with Celeste. You pick and choose what you want to come on. You know, uh, you got this one uh, airhead out there, you know, just coming at this thing. I mean, you know, I say, you know, I, I, would, I would love to say his name, but I wait. But uh, you know, I go back and forth with this man on Twitter. Uh, he, he just comes out picking this battle. But you know, hey man, like I said, I think the university, you know, uh, but Jay Billis, Jay Billis said the best, man. Brandon Wright has, Brandon, man, Brandon Miller has rights. And it's the university job to protect his rights. And man showed up, again, they, they, man, they, they pulled out initially. That's the problem with this. The stories were coming out to show what they wanted to show. Clay Travis is still yet to give the right story on his platform. You know, he's still giving the story that this man brought his gun to the scene. It wasn't his gun. Wasn't his gun. That man's gun. The man didn't even hand the gun to them. Initially, they talked about he handed the gun to them. Man, that man told his boy who did the killing where the heat was. And he went to the back seat to get the heat. It's ridiculous, man. I, I hate how they're coming at the joke. I really do. Uh, I just, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I just don't know, like, how you can hold him accountable for, you know, anything. I mean, he... I think people feel like that... A lot of times the public feels like, you know, that, <laughs> number one, their opinion, like, matters. And that they should just be aware, I think, when things happen. Because obviously the statement that Oates came out and made, you know, they didn't like that uh, because they felt like, I guess, there was no accountability in that. But like I said, a lot of times with these with these celebrity things, people need to realize that you're not, yeah, they are celebrities and while they are in the public eye, you're not entitled to every detail of their life and, and things, you know, that go on. I don't know what it's going to take for people to get that through their thick skulls, but Nobody owes you an explanation, you know, for anything. And so I just, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, in Arkansas, I think it was Arkansas, that next game after it came off, they played Arkansas, and I think they was booing him every time he got the ball. But clearly that didn't matter, uh, you know, because he went off. I think, didn't he end up having like 40 points? Oh, no, that that wasn't Arkansas. That was uh, was South Carolina. Oh, okay. 41 points. And, and I want to add this um, important note to this whole situation. His story has been consistent to the police. Mm-hmm. Nothing's deviated. It's been consistent from day one. So all these people trying to make some out of nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did y'all watch? Did y'all watch the game, South Carolina game? I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, them commentators, them commentators, the dudes that was showing, the dudes that was, you know, doing the show. I mean, they, you know, they, hey, they were going out of their way to just, you know, make it bad. And I will say this. I will say this one thing. Um, is, is, is it a distraction? Yes. Is it a distraction 
to his teammates. Yes, he came and scored 41 points. But they almost lost that game. He had to score 41 points to win that game because his teammates were probably distracted. Is it a distraction that may hinder them from winning a national championship? Maybe. Maybe. He scored, he scored the point. He scored the points to get them overtime, and he scored the points to win it overtime. His teammates had a bad game. They did. They may be dealing with it, and you know, it could be a distraction. But you know, that's just what that's just what the commentators harped on after the game. Well, yeah, he scored forty-one points, but it's a distraction to his team, and it's ridiculous that they letting him play. Well, man, hey. Uh, well, they they went out and won again against <laughs> Arkansas. Oh yeah, he had a bad game. See, again, had a bad game and the team stepped up. But he had like 19. I mean, that's his average. Oh, I feel you, man. What you know? So, we, we, we look for 40, baby. We look for 40. We look for 40 right here. <laughs> look for 40 from a freshman every game. That's a lot. Real talk, real talk, Moses. I mean, he had 19, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't his normal 19. Now he did have he did have a little off game. He he, he leaving the SEC. Going, he's probably gonna be the SEC player of the year. Like, he was, oh, man. they gonna really be in a, a blow ahead gasket. <laughs> I mean, they win it. They they about to. They're tied for. They're probably gonna win the SEC regular season championship. Well, you know, they should take it. And you know, like I said, you know, you got people say it's a distraction. Well, they should take it and let them have a little edge on their shoulder. That's what they should do. Because I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm picking the them, team, and I'm supporting them to win a national championship. Because the team on their heels. Not against my squad, guys. Kentucky, there, I'm loving it. But hey, <laughs> the day the we get good out, I'm pulling for Alabama. The team on their heels, Texas A&M, lost on Saturday. They lost to South Carolina. I want to say. Uh-huh. So puts them a game back. So uh-huh. so if, if Alabama takes care of business this week, they'll be the SEC regular season championship. I will say this. With the state of college basketball, Brown, this uh, NCAA tournament is going to be wide open. Good luck picking your brackets. Man, because I don't even want to do a It's bad, man. going to be a, a crap shoe. It's gay. It's terrible. Yeah, we've I'm, been talking really, about that, you know, for a minute. And, you know, as we are into college basketball, you know, this is, we're approaching the last week, which means that we definitely are going to be getting into the conference tournament, which then leads us to the good old fun times of March Madness. And so um, I'm going to roll with Kentucky until I can't roll with, with Kentucky. Uh, I, and outside of that, I can't even really say for me that I just have, uh, you know, and I think I would probably have to see how these conference tournaments go and see how people are playing. Because right now, I can't say that I just have like another team that I'd be like, man, I'm going to follow them. Uh, of course, you know, Alabama is, you know, has is living up to a lot of the hype, but I just can't really, you know, bring myself to just be like all in on any kind of Alabama team. I don't even care if it was they was playing badminton. Well, I'll give you an outside team, you know, to just throw out there for you. Indiana, man. Indiana. Nice, fun team to watch, you know. Look at them closely in your bracket. Look at them closely in your bracket. Helpful. I'll tell you this. If Purdue... If Purdue is anywhere in Indiana's region, Purdue is in trouble. They cannot beat Indiana. Well, they probably won't put Indiana in their region, but I'll give you a few teams. You got, you got, um, you know, Kentucky is is hitting their stride right now. They've won like I want to say three in a row. They're you know in the tournament now. 
their um but these delicate. are the years, man. I'm telling y'all, these are the years, man. These are the years that they go deep. Not win at all, but go deep. The only the only problem with Kentucky is they ride them starters a lot. And if they get in foul trouble, they don't go to, he don't go to the bench too much. He rides them starters a lot. But there's several teams. You got you got um Baylor, Kansas, uh UCLA. You know, you can even throw UT in there if they're healthy. Like they, you know, it's it's just wide open. The SEC tournament's gonna be here next week and it's going to be a it's gonna be a good tournament, I think, because any team, any given day, you can you can take a L Vanderbilt, you know, they lost to LSU, which was a bad loss, but I think they've won six out of seven. Arkansas has got all their pieces back. They're their problem. Arkansas is a problem. Um so the Big 12 has about eight teams that they probably going to get in tournament. And they only got like 10. So it's just wide open. I don't, I just don't know, um, you know, you know, who, what's going to happen. I just need to see the brackets and then we can, mm-hmm. you know, make a yep. decision. Yeah. Well, stay tuned because we're definitely, uh, you know, going to be uh, having a much more to say about this college basketball. And with that being said, we're gonna shift gears, uh, you know, to the NBA. And since, you know, I'm the moderator, uh, when we talk about the NBA, you know, we have to all, we have to lead off with the good things that the Boston Celtics does. And I don't know if you all saw that game the other night because I was up and I saw it when, uh, you know, it came down to the wire with Boston and Philly, which was a good game. And my guy, JT, also known as Jason Tatum, also known as Deuce Tatum's daddy. He hit the game-winning three. And real talk, when I went back and watched that replay, they probably was looking around for probably about a good five or six seconds after Jason made that shot and was able to, you know, to, uh, to get the ball out to be able to, you know, get the ball back in. And with that shot that MB made, you know that obviously it was it went in, but of course it didn't count because the ball was still in his hand when the when the clock hit zero. But that bit of time that they scrambled after Jason made the shot, you know, really, you know, if they he had probably had about a good two or three more seconds, that game potentially could have gone into you know an overtime. But I'm glad it didn't. But. Uh, you know, it looks like tonight, I think that, I don't know if the game is officially over, but it looks like they were losing to the Knicks um, by about 10 points when I last saw, was keeping up with the score. But uh, uh, then we had, uh, you know, the Lakers uh, in a group chat. I woke up this morning and I we're saw, back. I saw that back. the Lakers were back. Now, Mom, I would like for the, the resident Laker fans can expand on that because I don't know, you know, what that means. Maybe they can inform you all. The Lakers are back. What does that mean uh, to the resident Laker fans? How should we take that? You see how scary they look right now? They look very scary. They got all the right pieces right now. We're back. I mean, we got the pieces. They're trying to get to the play-in, though. That's all right. As long as we get in the play-in, the playoff is over with. I will, you that you I, I will say this. Um, the Lakers team does look it's a, it does look a lot better than after the trades and everything. They got a pretty good squad. I will say the only caveat is 
I just read something earlier that LeBron James' foot, he could miss a couple of weeks or with that foot injury. And they can't, I don't think they, they, they have to have everybody in order to make a run. Definitely. They, do, they do. And I heard it live. I heard it live when he said it. I know he ain't saying that. Oh, well, I saw it drop. Some came across my phone today or before this show that said Le- they're concerned that LeBron James could miss a couple of weeks with that foot injury. If he, if that is indeed the case, I don't know if y'all are back because y'all need it. With LeBron and all them pieces, all that, they look formidable. They look good. Jerry Vanderbilt was a great pickup. Um, mm-hmm. the other kid, um, he, plays, he gives him good defense. The other, uh, the other guard, um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, came from Florida State. Do you know his name, Brown? The other yeah, guard, you talking about Russell? Man. No, not Russell. Um, uh, what is his name? Dang it, can't think of his name right now. Um, oof gonna drive me crazy um but yeah they got i mean you know shooters a good little guard they got a nice look they got some pieces to potentially make a run but like i said it's all dependent on lebron james uh it's all dependent on lebron james um health so but i will say just like the um just like the um um I'm sorry, just like the um, college basketball um, playoffs, I think the NBA playoffs are going to be really exciting. I think the West is going to be tough. And the Celtics by far are the best team. Malik Beasley, that's his name, Malik Beasley. I'm going to say, there's no really clear-cut favorites, really. No, no. And I think Boston looks head and shoulders, but, but, but Milwaukee's one... 13 straight games. So, hey, man, can't nobody hear you over there up. with all that mess you got going on, T-Man? Um, the 76ers, you just can't just write them off. Um, who knows what the Miami Heat are going to do? Cleveland is surging. I mean, they've lost a couple of games, but Cleveland's going to be a tough out for somebody. You know, so, you know, when KD comes back, the Suns. Now, I will say the Warriors look like they are the walking wounded. But... You know, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Um, speaking speaking uh, of, uh, we had the the, uh, the Mavs. You know, with I think sometimes what people when you listen to people's takes and stuff. It's just like, you know, one minute, you know, when this trade, when Kyrie went to the Mavs, it was like everybody, you know, was up on the Mavs. And then they went out there and then won that game. And it was just like, yeah, I told you. Now, you know, they had this bad game and lost. It was just like, also, yeah, I told you this wasn't going to work. You know, like, I, I just don't understand, you know. I, I get it. You know, we live in the moment and you can make an assessment based on, you know, what you see at that time. But, uh, you know, because a lot of people are just still not so sure that uh, Kyrie is really going to stay in Dallas after this year. Uh, You know, I don't know. But uh, I do think that, I know one of the things that they were talking about with uh, Luca is that um, 
um, uh, what's the coach of um, Jason? Um, yeah, kid. They were saying that. Um, I think one of the things with him that you know he's going to have to learn to play through. You know, some of these no calls, in which I know uh, Shannon was talking about it this morning. Was saying you know he gets more calls. Uh, you know, uh, than pretty much about uh, you know anybody I think except for MB. But and it's interesting that was an interesting because I think that was one of the criticism of Jason uh, Tatum last year that you know that you know having to play through these no calls and I do think that you know that is something that Luca is going to have to understand uh, you know as well. But I don't think that you know with that loss you know I don't think you can just. It's enough to just all of a sudden be, you know, down on them. Uh, because I think that anytime you make a change like that, we know that all of that stuff, you know, you got the mesh in jail. And although it doesn't necessarily mean that Kyrie going to the Mavs was just a, a sure, um, you know, uh, Western Conference, you know, finals for them. But I do think that it was, you know, a good look, at least, you know, for the moment. So I don't know come what on, they're going to do. Come on. Hey, man. Nothing, let me say this. Nothing about Kyrie. And I, I've been on record saying that uh, he is not going to come back next year. But his decision about coming back next year has nothing to do with the talent and they play this year. You know, he was a good addition to the team, I feel. Uh, they have other issues. But see, hey, as one of the commentators put it so well. I forget who said it. I don't know. Uh, man, it might have been man, it might have been Barkley. I don't know who said it. Somebody said it. Obviously, it was a great take. Hey, them issues that they had against the Lakers on defense had nothing to do with Kyrie and Luka. Had everything to do with that front, that back line. They the ones that got to pick the defense up. You know, it's Kyrie and Luka's job to score points. Them jokers on the back line got to pick that defense up. But you know, chill. They can throw the box at them if they want to. Hey, let me tell you something. The Lakers are a good team now. They just they caught they caught they caught us coming, baby. We're a good team. We're a good team but, now. Now we may not be now since LeBron acting like he got a injured whatever. But the Lakers are a good team. <laughs> now. Okay, couple right. couple of things, couple of things, Brian. Okay, so they're three and three. Since Kyrie arrived, the Mavericks are three and three. Two, um, you know, they're gonna have to play some defense, okay? Like, like you, you can't just put everything on the back line. You gotta play some defense, and they're not known for that. Three, you're right, Celeste. Luca cries too damn much, too damn much, and he not getting them caught. There was a play yesterday where Jared Vanderbilt played excellent defense. Jared Vanderbilt played very good defense on him. There was a play in the game where Jared Vanderbilt played great defense and Luca wanted a, a, a foul called on him. And I'm like, come on, dude, he didn't foul you. And the play is going on, he's crying to the refs, and it's a five on four break because he's back there crying. That's what Jason Kidd was talking about. He needs to mature. He's not gonna get every call. And that play at the end where they threw it in the backcourt and he tapped it because he didn't think he could go in the backcourt. That's a crucial play too. As a as a as a as an NBA superstar, you're supposed to know that you can go get that ball. So Luca has some maturing to do. 
I agree 100% with that. Can't be crying. As much as he go to the line, he the one can't be crying about no call. He not going to get every call. Come on now. Who does he think he is? So they're a work in progress. Like 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 Jason Kidd said after the press game, post game in, the, in his post game press conference because I like to watch those from time to time. He just said, you know, they got a jail. Him and Kyrie got a jail. You know, it's it's gonna work. He says he he'd rather them do it now than have to worry about it in the playoffs. But Jason Kidd is frustrated. One of the things that drove uh, Rick Carlisle away from that team because Rick Carlisle was a coach a long time in Dallas before. Luca was they was bumping heads, man. Luca gotta mm-hmm. got play play ball, man. Yeah. Not gonna get ball. So, so that's just my take on it. But yeah, the Lakers look good, man. They 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 got a they got a team that can compete right now. They do. If I'm if I if I'm just looking at the X's and O's in the basketball, they got pieces. Rui Hachimura is a good addition. I mean, they got some pieces. So we'll see. But it all depends on LeBron. LeBron is out for a significant amount of time. I just don't see how they can make a run. I don't. I don't see it. So the other team in LA, you know, the Clippers recently acquired Russell Westbrook. JBT, announce them right. They, they JBT, they over two since you got them. Over two, over two. Um, and Westbrook, I think was set pretty much like the entire fourth quarter. And the overtime. Over uh, two. Yeah, in overtime. And so, you know, people are also making a big thing uh, you know about that. Um, I, I just don't understand what happened to giving stuff time. I mean, can can you not just give it time? I mean, I, I feel like people just reading too much, you know, into it. I don't. Uh... My, my, I mean, here's the thing that was said earlier today that I agree with. Russell Westbrook did give him 17 points, and the people that he had in the game. In, in place of Westbrook, didn't really do much. So why not ride the hot again? You know, so I don't know. I think, um, I just want to see that. You Like you said, I want to see that, see how it plays out. But the what from what I watched of that game, Russell Westbrook was, was playing some good ball. He didn't have, but like, I think two turnovers in the game. So, you know. Um, Russell Westbrook. I, Russell Westbrook was not the reason why they lost that game. Russell Westbrook will not be the reason why they lose any games this year. The hey, the the Clippers still have the same problem that they've had. They two stars take days off. They take days off. Um, Kawhi had a good game. Paul George was sucking out there. Now, you know, you can look at his points. The points might have added up. But they hey, they wasn't just crunch time points. It wasn't crunch time points. He was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. 0 for 4. So, you know, he, 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 didn't, he didn't produce it. At one point in probably year and a half time or early third quarter, he only had nine points. So, you know, he got to show up. He got to show up. Paul George got to show up. Kawhi's got to show up every game. These dudes are the ones to take off. You know, it's what you said before, Moses. And, you know, you said this over and over again. The one thing you don't have to 
um, worry about and question with Russell Westbrook is his motor and him coming to play. Russell Westbrook has 17 points. He wasn't a lot. He wasn't the reason they lost that he game. Wasn't. So I don't understand. You know, Ty Luke, I don't know what he was doing because because Eric Gordon and the people that he put in there didn't really do nothing. I'm so, always gonna call him the JV team. I'm gonna I'm always gonna call him the JV team. Till they get a banner, till they get a banner, get their own doggone stadium and all that, they always gonna be the JV team. But I ain't got nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. It, it will be interesting. Um, I just need to know when the Lakers and the Clippers play. I think it's in April. Yeah. I just need to circle that date so I can make sure I'm in front of my TV because I just want to see all the drama. One thing that I did notice um, this weekend watching the games was how many former teammates this season played against their former team. Like, for instance, Reggie Jackson played for the Clippers. He played against, they they played the Nuggets. Um, Crowder plays for the uh, Bucks, played against the Suns. And, you know, the Suns you know, it was it was it was it was very just very interesting. That was to a see. good game. Another good game, huh? Yeah, that they um that these former players on these teams that have been bought out are on. They all they seem to be all on contenders. You know, Russell Westbrook's on a contender. Uh, Reggie Jackson went to a contender. Uh, Jay Crowder went to a contender. You know, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Well, let's kind of go ahead and get into a little bit of this. Uh, you know, we had in football, you know, we had another uh, controversial, um, you know, clip uh, with the uh, primetime himself, Deion Sanders. Um, he recently did an interview, and I haven't been able to see the context of the entire interview, but he was mentioned that when he looks for quarterbacks, um, you know, he he uh, seeks kids that come from a two-parent household, you know, because you need the quarterback to be a leader. And when he looks for guys on defense, he looks for guys that come, you know, for a single-parent household because, you know, you need them dogs. Now, in this, and of course, this is – in. When you've already, you, we know how it is. When you're in the media and you've already kind of ruffled a lot of feathers, you can say good morning and somebody going to still find a reason to, you know, have a problem with what you, what you said. I personally don't have a problem because in that, it was, he did not, you know, call out, you know, well, I'm looking for black guys or I'm looking for, you know, this and that. He didn't call out a race or, you know, in that. Um, but I do understand how people can uh, interpret that, you know, and 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 find, uh, you know, offense to it. And I think for some of the reason, I think sometimes, you know, people get out there and say things. And although I enjoy primetime, I'm going to kind of say, I think right now, it just may be a t- moment, a time for him just to kind of step back and just focus on the team because you just unstirred up a lot. And you don't want that to take away from the good that we hope that you do. Uh, but I will say this, in talking to, you know, several guys uh, that in reading several of the comments, a lot of people that are athletes and have been recruited, they actually did not find anything wrong with what he said because they're saying that it, it's, it's just no. 
And a guy that I had talked to, he was saying that, you know, for him, he understands it because coming from a single parent household, when you see your mom, you know, struggling, it just brings out a different kind of person, you know, in you. I think that desire to just want to get, find something to be successful in and grind it out so that you can take care of mama, you know, and whoever else. And so I can say that for a lot of, play, well, not a lot, but the players that I talked to in and comments that I read, they didn't really take offense to it. I think it was just more so a thing that was, I think because it's Dion and he's already rough with feathers in the HBCU community, that they they took it personally, even though he never said, I'm seeking black guys or I'm seeking this kind of guy. He was just more so in general. Uh, so I don't know, you know, like I said, I, I don't, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but I can understand how some people took it personal. What, how do you all feel about this Deion Sanders situation? Jamel, did you want to comment on this since you played football? Because I have comments. I I, I heard. I don't feel no kind of way about that. He was kind of telling the truth a little bit. So, I mean. So, you falling right in line with what a lot of other athletes did. And I and I agree with you 100%, Jamel. And I would say this: I did hear, I hear, I did hear those comments, and it was probably like a week or two ago when he said them. And I heard them in 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 in, in its entirety. Man, look, he just said what other coaches do. They just can't say that. That's all it was. And yes, you do expect your quarterback to be a leader and to do things that your, your DB can't do. Your DB, your, 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 your defensive linemen, your linebackers, they are held to different standards than the quarterback. So yes, you want a dog at defensive end. You want somebody that's going, you know, maybe come from some rough, rough, rough surroundings and, and is going to attack that quarterback. And, but you don't want you know you want your quarterback to be a leader. You want your quarterback to make good decisions. You want your quarterback to, you know, be but good a certain way. So good decisions, good decisions come from having both parents at home. Not necessarily. No, and that's not what he was saying. But that's how a lot of people took it to say that you're not a leader if you don't come from a two parent household. And that's just not what what he's saying. No, that I don't. I don't believe that. Yeah, because it's like I tell you, I can say it's a lot of two-parent households. He said he wanted his quarterback to have. He said he wanted his quarterback to have both parents. He, he, that's ideal. That's the ideal situation. That's what he looks for. Because but, the optics are that you're coming from a place to where you're getting love and guidance and taught how to be a leader. But that's not saying that you can only be a good leader if you come from a two-parent household because my thoughts on that is while I am blessed to come from a great, you know, two-parent household, I'm aware of others that grew up in a two-parent household and it was hell. So, you know, it, so, and that's not the thing. And the thing is to that, it ain't even like Dion is not speaking from somebody of experience. He's from a single-parent household. So it's not even like he's coming from a two-parent household and then making this, you know, criticism as though he's, you know, high and mighty. He come from a single parent household. He was recruited, you know, and, and, he, and he knows. But I think people just take things that people say and they, and it hit, and it strikes a nerve with them and they become offended and they want to apply it to, you know, everyone. And that's just, you know, that's not the case. 
That, that's his. That's he would be mad anyway. They would be mad anyway for what he does. So yeah. I mean, I think what he was saying was that's the ideal situation. There are exceptions to every rule, so it's not like you have to come from a two-parent no. household to be a successful quarterback. That's just what he looks for. So. It, it I don't just, criticize Deion a lot. I, think, I don't criticize Deion a lot. I think it was, I think it was a stupid statement. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to put his feet to the fire for it. I yeah, mean, me either. Yeah, and, and that's why I said I, I do think, considering coming off of all this HBCU drama, you know, sometimes me being somebody that ain't never had a problem speaking my mind, I did have to learn that just because it's true doesn't mean that it's necessary. And while this may very well have been a true statement that a lot of coaches, you know, do, I think coming off of this HBCU drama, it perhaps was not necessary in this moment. I think really more so too, I think a lot of people more so had a problem with it because he said this on a platform where he was interviewed by a white guy. And I think a lot of people in the audience were white people and seemed to have chuckled. And I think that more so too kind of rubbed a lot more people wrong than more so what he said. Uh, I think it was an audience in which that it, that he was in front of that he said it uh, that you know that wasn't that didn't sit well with a lot of people. But while I appreciate him and I didn't find anything wrong with it, I do kind of think that you know right now just take a step back and just focus on you know getting these guys in here and doing what you need to do. Uh, you know, Dion has the Charles Barkley effect. And what I mean by that is Dion can say Which is why I like Barkley. And Barkley can say stuff that, you know, everybody can't say. And it may be true or whatever, but he just he he's he's very charismatic. Dion was a was a was a person that was successful in so many aspects of life. And he just people when he talks, people want to listen. So yeah. I got no issue with it. And you know, you do, and, and I tell my friends this all the time. You do make excuses for people who that you like. You just do. You just, I think that's just human, human character, a human character trait. But like, I just like Dion. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. I mean, I'm not going to crucify him for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think a lot of these situations, yeah, you can, I think we're all, a lot of people are all guilty, as you said, of riding with the people that you like. But I think that you can still hold, just because you you can hold somebody accountable and still, you know, rock with them. That doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, I rock with you, but you done said something that was a tad that you can argue was tone deaf. So that means now I'm just going to kick you to the curb and that falls into the cancel culture. And I don't really, you know, do the whole cancel culture thing and because you know why. And so it's just, you know, whatever. But, you know, Dion is Dion and guess what? We talking about him and he knows how to stay relevant. And so it is. I mean, if you, if you just went down the list of quarterbacks just in the NFL right now, I mean, or, or or that have played. I mean, Peyton Manning came from a two-pair hole. Uh, Eli Manning came from Tom Brady came from a two-pair hole. Just Joe came from. Didn't Jalen Hurts come from one too? Uh, yeah. Mahomes. I don't think Lamar Jackson did. I don't think he did. But you know. I mean, it, it, so, so I mean, I get what he's saying. Uh, like I say, it ain't the end all be all. No, uh, 
um what's sunshine sunshine for the uh for the uh trevor lawrence trevor lawrence i mean deshaun watson came from a one-parent home uh you know i don't know about russell wilson i think he did his mom or i mean he's a two but wasn't he adopted i think he's his two parents yeah so nevertheless um well while we're on you know the subject of football you know we do have the combine uh, you notice that's uh, starting this week, I think, tomorrow, isn't it? Or is it Wednesday? Uh, nevertheless, the combine starts. And um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how all of these players are filling out. And then while we're speaking of the combine, you know, there's a young kid by the name of Anthony Richardson that played for the Florida Gators that has, you know, gained a... a a lot of momentum. Yeah, you know, a lot of momentum and just a lot of hype. Um, Jamarcus so, Russell Jr. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I think that, I mean, obviously as a Florida Gator, we saw him a little bit. Uh, we didn't really get to see much. And many people argue that what we saw is kind of like what was so impressive you know, about his performance there. And when Jamel put a little uh, comment in the group about, I think something that uh, uh, one of the uh, writers uh, had said, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, am I buying into the hype? You know, no. But, you know, we do know that and for a lot of people, you know, systems matter. And, and, and maybe the system in Gainesville coming from Mullins to uh, Napier, maybe it just wasn't, you know, the system for him. Because even when he was there, a lot of people, you know, talked about, uh, you know, the his upside. So I don't know, but we do know that when it comes to the combine leading into the draft, a lot of people like to create these hypes, um, you know, and although I want Anthony Richardson to have a shot and, you know, to maybe to prove those wrong, I would just say that this is one of those situations to where a lot, they're just creating a lot of hype, uh, you know, because that's, to be honest, they ain't really got too many quarterbacks in this draft outside of Stroud and um, uh, the kid from uh, Alabama. Uh, and you got, and you got uh, Moses' favorite, Kentucky. Will Levy. <laughs> Yeah, so I think right now because this really isn't a quarterback heavy draft, I think I I will say I think they're kind of pulling for straws and and just kind of. But I want the kid to do well because I'm just gonna say he must have something, you know, to to you know. But who knows? So I already heard that Bryce Young wasn't gonna throw at the combine. I hope to God Will Levis. I hope to God Anthony Richardson. They need to throw. I need to see it, and I will be tuned in to see what in the world happens because I need to see. I need to see something. I don't like this quarterback class at all, Celeste. I don't. He's got a nice arm. We we saw some good passes. I need to see. Now, was it consistent? No. Accuracy, <laughs> accuracy is key in the NFL. You yes. know, college football is different. The hash marks and all of that, you throw into a space. And in the NFL, you have to be accurate. You have to throw to a spot. You have to throw receivers open as a quarterback. And I need to see, I need to see something because I just don't see it. Now, Bryce Young, the one thing about Bryce Young that scares me is dude, dude weighs one, I weigh like 185. He weighs as much as me. And I'm like, 
I just don't know if that can sustain in the NFL. That's the one thing that concerns me about him. And he's like 5'10", 5'11". So he's he about the same size as me. And so I just don't know. Was that the same know. issue with Hurts too, though? Or was that with but uh, Hurts, the, thing about, the one that went to Miami, Tua? The thing about Hurts is Hurts is, is, is compact. He's, he's, he's stocky. Yeah, he's he is. thick. Bryce Young is a is thin. And I just don't know if that's sustainable. Them dudes are coming for you in NFL. It just, I don't know. He's probably smaller than Lamar Jackson. And you know, like, I just don't, I don't know. Kyler Murray. Yeah. But even Kyler Murray is thicker. Kyler Murray's probably 200 pounds. You know, like, he's thicker. You know, all that matters. So I don't know. He's he's not as quick as Kyler, I don't think. He doesn't run like he's not. So he's 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 pretty much a drop back passer. He's very accurate. Bryce Young is very accurate with the ball. I just need to see it. Like I say, I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks. I ain't gonna lie. And you know, Ohio State will put a quarterback in the league in a minute. And their quarterbacks have not panned out. Um Justin Fields is a project still. But, like, I think the problem that the Ohio State quarterbacks have is they got receivers for days to come out of Ohio State. So you throw into some talented dudes every Saturday. So it just doesn't translate to the NFL. Well, speaking of Ohio young guy, quarterbacks. Young guy gonna be the hey, y'all heard my prediction. Y'all heard my prediction last week, didn't you? Y'all what heard my was, last week, right? What was? Yeah, we're going to the Patriots. <laughs> oh. Anthony. Well, successful. Very successful NFL career. Marriage, marriage to a great uh, coach. They're going to win a lot. So what happens to Mac Jones if they draft him, uh, Brown? Well, let me tell you this. Uh, it may be... Hey, honestly, my take has nothing to do with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, hey, I think I'm, I'm telling y'all that Richardson's gonna have a good NFL career if he gets married to the right coach. But let me tell you this: since you're on the Patriots, if the Patriots want to be relevant again, and you, you, you're listening, you're getting this from a diehard fan, uh, just like you in Washington, and you have your wishes for Washington. If the Patriots want to be relevant again, uh, they gonna have to get on the program. And bring in a good old black quarterback. The days of uh, Mac Jones and them are gone. They're going to have to get on the program and give Belichick uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what they're going to have to do if they want to win. Mm. They should have kept him. I ain't going to say they should have kept him over there. But the excitement, the, the excitement of my life is when, you know, they went on and gave Cam Newton a chance. You know, I ain't going to say they should have kept him. But hey, if they want to be relevant, they go out the gun and uh give it the program. That's all I gotta say. Well, speaking of the Ohio State quarterbacks, you know, obviously it seems as though the Bears are uh are looking to stick with Justin Fields. And I think that they should, because it's been reported that uh, you know, the the uh the bidding uh is open, uh, you know, for that number one pick. Uh, and apparently they are, you know, people have placed their bids and they are entertaining some bids. And so certainly it's not going to be a shock um, 
you know, and so for all the Titans fans, no, we don't need to trade up uh, to for no Jaren number one pick. Uh, I'm gonna need for y'all just to act like you know a little bit more about football and realize there's a financial aspect to it as well. Uh, I know many of, just not just Titans fans, but a lot of fans of their teams in general, just you know they want you to do what the Rams did. And although it paid off for the Rams and other teams have done that in the past, but look, who in the heck was the Rams? And I get it, you know. So what? You know, yeah, we gave it all and we got the Super Bowl out of it, but that's the risk. And the risk, you know, was worth the reward for the Rams, but it doesn't always pan out, you know, like that, you know, for everybody. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I, der- I certainly expect for that number one draft pick, uh, to be traded because I like Justin Fields and I, I think that with, you know, if he gets the right weapons around him, I think that he can be successful. So I think the Bears need to stick with him, uh, you know, and just and just get some things in place, uh, you know. I, I agree with that, Celeste. If I was the Bears, I'd trade down as well. You got to give, I think you, you can't write the book on Justin Fields until you give him ample weapons and then you can see, okay, if he's the dude or not. And you drafted him in the first round last year, so you got to run with him. I would trade down. You know, this ain't a great quarterback class, I don't think. Trade down, get you some picks, and, and keep it moving. This is what I would do. So I'm with you there. I am with you there. Well, well, on that note, um, I think that uh, we have just, we have covered, you know, what we need to cover for this week. And like I say, you know, we'll have a lot more to get into next week because we'll uh, be getting into the uh, the combine will have taken place and we'll be getting into these conference tournaments. So we hope that you come back with us uh, uh, for another week or next week as we, uh, you know, share our thoughts on what's the latest, uh, you know, in sports. And so on that note, um, uh, it's time to get into our final thoughts. Um, I was really like trying to think, even like today. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I had a non sports related rant. I feel like I had another one, but you know, I don't know. Uh, so uh, I don't really even have anything to say, which is you know kind of rare. I'm pretty sure once we get off the line, um, I got, you know, I got one for you, and you can be my final thought. Uh, what about that, uh, that whole different thing? Oh, uh, you know, I I haven't, um, I heard a little bit of it, you know, uh, but I haven't really heard the whole thing, but pretty much I think with him, he just done lost, um, because what is it, did he get dropped or something, and basically now that he's not, you know, relevant anymore, you know, now he wants to you know, penis. Dilbert was the uh, the guy that uh, created the character Dilbert, which was that black comic um, I can't think of the the whole uh, what it was. It was uh, uh, the group that he was a part of. But if you were were into the comics back in the day, Dilbert was the was the black one uh, in this particular one. And apparently now the guy that was the creator of that, he's done come out with a whole bunch of just you know racist you know crazy stuff. Imagine that uh, you know many are known to uh, you know to use us to gain, uh, you know, uh, success. And then when their success has, you know, is no longer 
you know, there. Now all of a sudden, you know, the true colors come out. But I'm gonna have to get back with you on that one because like I said, I don't know the context of it all, but I just do know that he's come out and said a lot of racist, uh, you know, just, you know, crazy stuff. And I done decided that I'm not gonna sit up here and let these folks, uh, you know, worry me uh, because they are who they are. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to live to at least be 90. And so that means I got to keep my pressure down. And these crazy ass white folks say all this crazy ass shit. They just saying it because they want to get a rise. And I'm just, I be trying not to give people, uh, you know, the attention, you know, that they're looking for. But um, so I don't know. What you got, Moses? I ain't even going to give Gilbert none of my attention right now. I got a couple, I got so much. I got so much. Um, Ooh, you know, they, 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 they're just saying that dreams do come true. And my Washington football team got rid of Carson Wentz today. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the only thing, the, the only other thing that I need to happen is I need the team to be sold. I need Daniel Snyder out of there. I heard Jeff Bezos was, I heard his name in the running for somebody by the team, but I don't care. Anybody. You want those problems too? Huh? You want those problems too? What what problems Jeff Bezos got? No problem he got. What problems uh, you got? He got deal. Jeff got finished with a channel, didn't he? Had to pay away so much money. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that ain't nothing compared to the culture that's oh, man, there's plenty of rich folks getting divorced. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Get Daniel Snyder out of there. Two, I went to a my second Nashville SC game ever. And on Saturday, I took a group of kids, young folks to the game. We had a really good time. It was a little cooler than I would have liked, but they the Nashville SC won two, two to nothing. So, so happy about that. Um, baseball, I wanted to touch on baseball real quick. So the baseball season is about to start and baseball is implementing some new rules in which to hopefully speed the game up. And I love the rules. There's a rule about the pitchers. They have only so many seconds before they got to throw that pitch. And there's a rule about the batters having to be in the box so they get an automatic strike. And the goal is to speed up the game because we all know baseball can take forever. So they might, they just might have me watching because the game takes too long. So so if they're, if they're implementing these strikes when these batters are not in the box, taking all day, touching their crotch, swinging the bat, adjusting their gloves, doing all that crap for th 20 seconds. I love it. Keep it up, baseball. And lastly, high school basketball is getting real good right now. We have the, the girls' state tournament, I believe, is next week, and the boys' state tournament is the week after. And the, a lot of regional championships, and sub-state is taking place this week. So looking forward to going to some, check out some good high school basketball in the area. And that's all I got. Oh, last thing I got to say. Another ball is hurt. Another ball is hurt. I just, as we're on this show, LaMelo, I think he has a fractured ankle. So that means no balls are playing right now. You, you're so petty. No balls will be playing in the NBA right now. I, I don't have a five though. I let Brown in it now. That's I'm all done. I got. That's I'm all done. I got. Out. Out right there. That Most, Moses, out. that's all I got.
I think Moses said enough. You know that that little commentary he just covered. Chill. The hell I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> we, we, I, I, I was gonna mention ball for you, for you, Moses. You know, I like to give you a few for your fire, but uh, yeah, just a high school basketball. I tell everybody these are the greatest uh, three, four weeks of life. I kind of give my wife the analogy that she likes the uh, music person. Essence music is that that's her time of year. Hey, this is my time of year. Expect to see me very little and in between around the house. Oh, Jamel, speaking of brothers in the NBA, Drew Holiday has a brother that plays for the Dallas Mavericks. And he hit a good shot last night, did you know? I thought about I that. I don't never hear nothing from him, but Drew Holiday's brother. I'm just saying, I don't ever hear that. He shot that shot. He shot that shot. I said, look at that. That's another brother. I said, holiday. I said, oh. I don't ever hear nothing from his dad. You know what? I will say this. Uh, Mr. Ball, I'm going to call him Mr. Ball because I can't think of his name right now. But LeVar. LeVar. You know his name. LeVar. I haven't heard nothing from LeVar in quite some time. Is he okay? Is LeVar Ball okay? His mission was accomplished, man. He, he okay. had to get his scores and uh, he's shut up. That's what happened. So now, okay, okay. Well, that's good. I like, I like a quiet LeVar. I like a quiet LeVar. I, I do, I do respect him being in his kid's life. I do, I know I joke about it a lot. I do respect the fact that he was in his kid's life and he, 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 he got them pretty to a successful part in life. So I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just think that he didn't have to do all that talking. For us to know how good his boys were. That's all. That's all I got. And as always, as That's always, all. support the show. Listen to the Sports Talk Process Show. When your boy get done being canceled off of Facebook, you can look at the podcast. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be about uh March. 7th. I know, I know what I needed to say. <laughs> this is gonna be so just so ugly. Trey Young is the reason why I don't like light-skinned people now. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, what do you do now? But no, it ain't got nothing to do with light-skinned people. Well, you know, he had got the, he was into it with the other coach, because, you know, Nate McMillan then got fired, and I think it was because of the problems that, you know, the complaints that Trey Young was making. And so, I don't know. I don't care nothing about no Atlanta Hawks, you know, any darn way. But, uh... I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't like it when I do think that, you know, stars and, and players, I mean, and coaches should have a great relationship, but I just don't like all of this about how it just seems like in a lot of these situations that the play, it's almost like now we're getting to a point to where the players are about to run, especially in basketball. Uh, and I think there's pros in the way that the basketball uh, handles the, you know, does their business. And there's pros the way that the NFL, you know, does business, uh, you know, as well. But to me right now in basketball, it's almost kind of like these players can just say, oh, well, you know, can scream about this, complain about that. And it's like, the, you know, the coach is gone. So I'm not saying, you know, that Nate Millen was, you Nate McMillan was the next Phil Jackson, you know, or anything like that. But it's just like, you know, at some point, like my mama always used to tell me, Celeste, if everybody seems to be saying this about you, then it must be some kind of truth to it. 
And so now if Trey Young is the common denominator, I'm going to say allegedly, in the situation with these last two coaches for Atlanta, at some point, you know, you got to look at this situation and wonder how much longer, you know, is he going to be around? So, you know, I don't know. That's what my whole gripe was because I don't like to see black people already coaches anyway don't get much of a chance, although there are a lot more in the NBA than there are in the NFL. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like Trey Young, and I don't know why. And like I said, I do really think it's because he's light skinned, but not really. I'm just being you know, an asshole. But uh, I don't think that uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, Nate McMillan was the problem. I mean, because uh, who, who the who did the Hawks got? Oh, they got the Quinn Snyder. I think they gonna they they they, they I think they gonna lock them up for five years. Quinn Snyder, the old Utah coach. But uh, I will say this: um, there's been many player in the NBA that has gotten a coach spot. I mean many. The list is long. You go back to Magic Johnson. You go back to uh, LeBron. You go back to um, to um, LeBron get fired? Oh, Black? He got Black fired. He, Black was out of there. Um, um, who else? Oh, there's one more that I can't think of. Um, Magic. Oh, Jordan. Jordan got a uh, dog. Katie, 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 too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many yeah. a player in the NBA <laughs> that have given the scissors to a coach. And I got one more thing before we go. One more thing. Welcome, Eric Bieniemy, to the Washington football team. I am, I want to see him succeed so bad. And I will tell you this. Listening to him in his introductory press conference, I can't understand why this man don't have a coaching job. He sounded very competent. He sounded like he, he knew what he was saying. He sounded very well, well-spoken. I'm, I just want this man now to Moses, succeed. I'm not going to let you get that excitement out because, see, last week you tried to act like you just wasn't excited because you was more worried about the coach. Right, right. The coach, I mean, the uh, the quarterback. So I'm going to need for you to tone it down and back like you did last week. See, we was excited. But, see, last week you wanted to be all dry because you was no, worried about the quarterback. I said, I said I'm happy that he got the job and I want him to succeed. If we go back to I want him to succeed as a black man. I want him to. But we don't have a quarterback. So I am worried. I am glad Wentz is gone. So we gonna see. We gonna see. We a work in progress. We gonna they see. gonna trade up. Who knows? We, hopefully. I don't I don't I don't want any of these dudes. I think Eric I, I think Eric the enemy has something to do with that. I think he told them like, we gonna we gonna get a quarterback. Forget forget get him up out of here. So, we need somebody. I, I, you know who? Who? It's next year, but that Caleb Williams from uh, USC. I hear that that dude. I guarantee y'all, y'all gonna draft your boy, and I'm gonna love every minute of it. Who? Your favorite quarterback, Will Levis. <laughs> y'all drafting him? I'm telling you. I just, uh, I don't, don't do that. Don't do that. God, oh. <laughs> uh, that. I'm gonna love every minute of that too. You know what? We didn't get to talk about these Titans, but that's okay. We can say that for next week because I, I, I they got a lot of holes to fill. They well, cut a lot of people last week. Jamel's a picture back there. Mama back there uh, cracking that whip on too. <laughs> she got that joke working over there. She got that joke working over there. 
and um, it's a lot of holes. She wrote coming in the back screen on the side. She got that juggle working over there. That's all right. Make that team man. Give me the. <laughs> give me, give me the tea. Give me the tea. All right, so folks. Though, all right. Sports, sports talk process. Uh, y'all listen to us podcast. We'll be live. We'll have you out there tomorrow for the radio listeners. Peace out. All right. Good peace. night. All right. Peace.